0: Uh,
1: yeah wreck a rim, veins power, power <laughs> Yeah, yeah Boy. Welcome to the show. Uh yeah. Hello, hello. Hello, hello. Hello, hello. Welcome to the show.
0: Ladies and gentlemen, we are Rolling Sound. It's episode 391 of Breaker and Bane's Power Hour. I'm Brian Breaker and joining me as always, Big Underscore Bane. What's up, man? Dude, not a whole lot.
1: Not a whole lot at all. I mean, yeah. I,
0: I'm I'm just kind of surprised you're here, honestly. Well, you know what? I, I will take a second to publicly apologize for my actions um, at PHPW Star Spangled Beatings, which of course debuted last night. Um, but you know what? I I am a professional, and I feel like we can do our show and try to separate the podcast from our our wrestling endeavors. And uh, you know, there'll be there'll be some there'll be some talking. Uh, about that, don't don't get me wrong. There will be some words towards the end of this episode. There will be some words, but right now we're going to focus on uh, on Breaker and Bane's Power Hour because we got a lot to discuss, my friend. We've got <clears throat> wrestling, we got some movie, we got some toy talk, which isn't really toy talk, but I'm going to throw it in there because it fits. Sure. And then of course, um, you know, we're wrapping up our tournament. Best yes. Fictional professional wrestler. Yes. We're getting there. Um, before we dive into our wrestling talk, which we have quite a bit this week. Um, Funko announced a digital trading card Funko pop line where it's the first theme was Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. And I guess you can actually buy digital packs of cards mm-hmm. through the app and, uh, they're the Ninja Turtle characters. And I, and I don't, I don't exactly know how it works, but it sounds like a interesting idea now. Cause here's the thing that I've always thought with collecting. And I think you, you would agree with this. The biggest factor is always real estate. Yes. Places to put it. But if it's a digital trading card, that's pretty easy, right? Yeah, just you just simply have it in your phone.
1: Takes up a couple of megabytes on your on your phone, and that's about it,
0: right? So, what do you, would that be something you dive into, maybe?
1: Uh possibly. It it kind of depends on, you know. I mean, I'm not, I'm kind of over pops, right? You know what I mean? Um, but. I don't know. It also depends on, and I'm not really interested in spending money on something digital. Mm-hmm. I mean, unless it's like a movie, you know what I mean? Something like that. A digital trading card doesn't really appeal to me. No, I get you. Uh, in a money sense. But, I mean, I'm sure there are people who are going to be interested in that.
0: It's supposed to launch in August, so we, ha- we haven't actually seen it yet. I, I don't know if I would spend money on it either, but I, I am interested to see what it is. Yes. For sure. We got a lot of wrestling talk. Why do you say we, uh, we go ahead and dive into it here? <clears throat> Let's do it. Well, here I am again, talking a little pro wrestling while Breaker and Bane take a little break, cracking them buying energies. Well, listen to me, you two sons of bitches. Get ready to talk wrestling. Stone Cold out. Oh, hell yeah. Thanks, Stone Cold. Shout out to Stone Cold. Big underscore Bane. We just saw this news announced right before we started recording. WWE has come to terms on the release of Bray Wyatt. What the hell. Yeah, what the F. <laughs> yeah. Uh That's almost a WTF story, is it
1: not? Yeah. It's that is I I gotta say, probably the biggest mistake they have made since ninety six when they let Scott Hall go. I mean do you think he wanted it, though? Do you think he wanted to go? I, I do think he wanted to go, yeah. But, I mean, WWE just
0: being like, yeah, okay. <laughs> like, what? How do you how do you let that guy go? So, I guess Vince was quoted on a conference call recently where he was talking about the the numbers, which they do that often, being a publicly traded company. Sure. And losses and gains and things of that nature. And I guess it was brought up, like, do you see AEW as competition? He goes, I do not see them as competition like I saw WCW as competition. And, um Hopefully we can give them more talent.
1: Something to that effect. You're paraphrasing, but yeah, that was basically what he said. Like maybe we can give them more talent, you know? Because he said he didn't know um, what they what what their goals are and things like that as far as talent wise go. And uh, but yeah, and
0: in in my in my case, I look at like some. If I were a Tony Khan, if I were in his shoes, I would look at Bray Wyatt as a lifer. Yeah they're not letting him go. Right. But all of a sudden I would have thought the same with big show, Mark Henry, huh? Even Rusev. Yeah. yeah. I mean, a lot of these guys sting. Yeah.
1: Well, Sting, sting said he re, he's retiring under the WWE banner. Yeah. Like those words came out of his mouth. So you would have never expected him to show up and start wrestling again in AEW.
0: He, no, he pulled a Ric Flair on us. Right. Like I still fully expect him to wrestle Cody with Cody being surfer sting. Right. I think it makes perfect sense. Yeah. Um, but it's one of those things you just don't see that happening, but now a lot of those things have happened um and again, we're jumping the gun. does bray Wyatt show up in aew? Where else does he go where else where else does a guy of that
1: magnitude go? I mean we're not talking about a mid card guy we're talking about a guy who first ballot hall of famer I mean he's yeah legendary status already um he he was special. Yeah, he wasn't just and taking nothing away from Aleister Black, taking nothing nothing away from Rusev. I mean, but there was something completely different about Bray Wyatt, and he was just special. So where else does he go, where he would be making that same amount of money for one and B being featured in in such a broad audience like AEW? I, I don't see New Japan doing that, you know, because they're not. Heavily prominent here in, in America. I mean, impact Ring of Honor. It's not going to happen. So AEW to me is the only option for him. Which goes to my my theory is Vince trying to drown them. It very well could be, but I don't think Bray Wyatt's going to be the guy to drown them. I think you're going to drown them with people like you know your Alistair Black, your Rusev, the guys who are your mid Carter guys who are good enough and could be stars. But giving them guys like Bray Wyatt and then possibly Daniel Bryan, CM Punk, you're not drowning them with those guys. No, you're you're kind of like putting them on a pedestal, like putting them up the, up on the mountaintop
0: with those guys. Right. I mean, that's that's. I mean, you know, WWE was known, and you may have not seen it, but I used to always see it when I would go do extra work. That the tractor or the eighteen wheelers. Yes. The trailers had all the faces. Yes. You filled up a few of them now yeah. with just former WWE top-tier talent. I'm not talking yes. like low-card low low-car guys. These are WrestleMania main event guys right. that are showing up. That is crazy to me. And I'm looking at it more like there's got to be some motive to this. Yeah. Is it is it Bray Wyatt's unhappy? Like, fine, you can leave. You're, you're, you're paid a lot of money. I mean – he can't be Bray Wyatt. He can't be the fiend, but he sure as hell can put on a mask and be a slightly different character. Yeah. I mean, you know what I mean? Like he could be the menace. Like it, to me, Bray Wyatt's so creative. That wouldn't even matter Yeah, who he is. So,
1: well, and, and, and I feel like he's so intelligent in the sense that I'm sure he reads a lot and things like
0: that because he watches a lot of horror movies. Yeah. Too. And a
1: lot of like the fiend, if you look up what a fiend is, I mean, it's a demon. It's, like, it's literally, it translates to a demon. So, like, he's smart. Like, he knows what he's doing, and you, and you can't just kill a demon. I mean, it's a, it's a pretty big, you know, concept, what he created with The Fiend. So, he could easily come up with something else, too. Just as creative, just as badass, just as insane. But does he need to? Well, and I've heard he's had The Fiend in
0: mind for years. Yeah. Before. Well,
1: because he, well, he's brought it up in one of the old Bray Wyatt promos.
0: Yeah. And so, it... So, that makes me think he's probably five years ahead in his head yes and if he's smart which he is he's probably not telling him he keeps it close to the vest yeah Yeah. which is smart yeah and and so that's one of those things where i'm like man that was a huge loss letting him go my whole thing is anytime aew debuts a guy i get more excited for that company Mm -hmm. like ftr shows up in the truck you're like oh holy shit matt hardy's there oh my god bray or um you know brody lee luke harper shows up holy shit that's cool yeah Christian cage, the big show sting. I mean, the list goes on and on, but now we're getting to a point where it's like, Holy shit. I forgot. Andrade still works there. Right. You know? Yeah. There's a bunch of guys.
1: And I didn't even mention him when I was talking about people. Yeah. Like I, there's so many that have
0: crossed over. It's Malachi black, right? You know, like there's a lot of, there's a lot of talent there. I don't know. I'm very curious to see what happens. And if this is a long play from WWE, it, as far as that is concerned, it very
1: well could be. And I mean, I still think that this,
0: to me, this kills Braun Strowman's chances to go <laughs> oh, in there. Oh,
1: big time. Yeah, you no know. big time. I it to me, I still think and I know a lot of people disagree. You might even disagree as well. Um, I still think that AEW getting moved to TBS is a downgrade from TNT. Even, even though it's going to be put in more homes. Are they going to TBS? Yeah, both both shows are going to TBS. Okay, I
0: didn't know that. Yeah,
1: because Rampage is going to start on TBS. Right. But they're moving Dynamite to TBS, I think, sometime early next year. Okay. So they're both going to TBS. Um, but that's they say it's in more homes. Right. But still, yet yeah, like I and, and I could just be wrong just because of how I correlated it. We all watched Nitro. We never really watched Thunder. Thunder was kind of BS. But Thunder was on TBS. And then they also had Saturday night's made event. That was just a BS well, just squash Saturday night. or Saturday night. But that was a BS squash match night too. Nobody really cared to see that. Nitro was the thing to watch on TNT.
0: Yeah, but when WWE moved to Spike TV, when they moved Raw there, it wasn't like you know, it was still Monday Night Raw. I well, think that's true. I, I I don't know. That's that's I get what you're saying completely, but I don't know if And it if, might not be. Yeah, you know, both shows are moving there, and then that could just be because I I did hear TBS is available to more people. Yeah, big a big issue for me with AEW has just been there's nowhere to watch it. Right, and I want to be able to have a place to watch it. So okay. I don't know. And who knows if we're gonna
1: still be able to watch it on TBS?
0: Right, I mean, and that but that might be a thing where it's maybe it's available next day on Hulu because I, I I've heard WWE and Hulu might be coming to an end with their partnership.
1: Uh, it's already ended with SmackDown. Oh, has it? I have to watch SmackDown on the Fox app? Yeah, which you know I just log into my mother-in-law's. Cable and mm-hmm. watch it that way, but and yeah, which unfortunate because I'm not going to sit through three hours of Raw. The only reason why I still watch Raw is because I can get an hour and a half version and cut through
0: all the BS that they do. Mm-hmm. But well, and that's and that, that may be a factor. I mean, I still see people on Twitter watching along with Raw and SmackDown, and they yeah. have been from day one. So I'm like, that's crazy to me because I I can't do it, but yeah, people do it. I mean, well, and 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 right
1: now I think because. They're trying to get people back into it. They're doing a lot of cool stuff. So, who knows?
0: I, uh, I got to bring this up. Darby Allen kind of throws a big hint at CM Punk in his promo. They announced the debut of Rampage will be in Chicago. Mm-hmm. That's got to be Punk's debut, right?
1: If they want to do something big for their first episode.
0: My thought is Punk debuts there. His first match is at All Out. Yeah. That only makes sense. Um, is Darby Allin the first guy that he fights? I don't think that that he should be, but yeah. um same time does it matter? Like it's just he's back in a major wrestling company. Like that's a And again, if you get CM Punk and Daniel Bryan and potentially Bray Wyatt, like this whole company's landscape is changing. Yeah.
1: Yeah, cuz you can't just like put those guys on dark and be like, "Well, you got to earn those wins, guys." Right. <laughs> you
0: know. I mean, it's it's just the same as Sting, I think. <laughs> right. Well, I mean, but also, too, like they at Comic-Con, they showed a burnt fiend prototype. That probably isn't going to happen. Right. You know, like that's it's crazy to think because there's still a Braun Strowman elite about to hit. An Aleister Black elite just hit. Like it's it's crazy because they obviously did not plan that because their figures are still hitting. You know? Yeah. And, And
1: so it's it's one of two things with that. It's either that, you know, AEW or WWE is trying to bury AEW or WWE is just trying to. um salvage some funds. They're doing something. It's a
0: very interesting. To me, this would be like in, at the height of like WWE 1999. Mm -hmm. They're at the top of their game. They're the biggest wrestling company in the world, but WCW is still there. Mm -hmm. They're not doing as well, but they're still there. Then all of a sudden you see like, Hey, we've come to terms with the release of triple H. Yeah. It's like the hell, like you're releasing triple H Right. right now. Yeah. Like, he's becoming a top heel. Yep, he's going to go to w- WCW. Like, mind-blowing. Yeah. I feel like. so.
1: Well, and, and another thing to factor in, too, and something I literally just thought about as we're talking, is Bray Wyatt, he's been off of TV since mania. Yeah. I mean, he took the time off. I mean, maybe he just wanted to be done. And maybe he's like, eh, I'm done. I'm done wrestling.
0: Well, that's, that's also possible. You know? I mean, because... If he if
1: he took that long a time off, maybe he just doesn't have the passion for it anymore. Maybe he's ready to move on.
0: Mm-hmm. You know, who knows? Well, I mean, I do know. I always go back to Kevin Nash and Scott Hall talking about jumping to WCW, and they're like, people always think it's the money. It was the dates. Yeah, less same money, way less dates. And I'm yeah. like, I get it. You yeah, know, and, for and, sure. Don't think AEW didn't offer something like that. Yeah, because Bray Wyatt can make bank at an indie show. Absolutely, he could, and just work one day a week for television. Yeah, big big money. Yeah. Uh, but going back to CM Punk and Darby Allen, um, I feel like, and this is just my personal opinion, w- w- AEW does not benefit by teasing that if he's not showing up. True. Yep. So hopefully he is. I would imagine at this point he is. He's not. There has he hasn't. Claim that he's not, so I feel like there's rumors to everything. But
1: here's another thing, though: CM Punk stole the best in the world gimmick from Daniel Bryan. Yeah, so it could be Daniel Bryan showing up. It could be just a, just as a you know fu to to all the CM Punk fans.
0: Yeah, but is that smart business? I I I think if
1: it was Daniel Bryan, nobody would care because it's still big. Yeah, and and it's Daniel Bryan. I mean, because. Because when he was doing the best in the world gimmick, I mean, that's like, that was like the most badass version of Daniel Bryan ever. Because that was like his Ring of Honor days and shit like that. So Mm -hmm. I would, I I would assume people would pop for that pretty hardcore.
0: You know what would be also crazy? I just realized, like, what if AEW signed Strowman and Eric Rowan? They could essentially rebuild the Wyatt family to a degree.
1: (laughs) Yeah, but God, Strowman being there would be such a bad idea.
0: I agree, but like, it's weird. I want them to get Rowan. But it's weird to think that that. Could happen, yeah. You know, like it's such a weird thought. It's like because WWE always kind of for the last several years relied on that Shield reunion.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: They lost, lost, lost Moxley. They lost that completely. Yeah. You know, so yeah. it'll be interesting to see. Um, other news: Chris Jericho, Nick Gage, AEW, they had their death match. You're not a death match guy, Bane. I I'm not really either. Um
1: to be fair, this wasn't a death match. It was called a no rules match.
0: <laughs> I think the word death match probably doesn't play well on uh, television.
1: What's the, what's the difference between a, a no rules match and a hardcore match and a street fight with no fight, barred, <laughs> no disqualification?
0: And that's and that's such a weird thing is like all these matches are essentially just the same. Yes. You know, but Yeah. Cuz technically a three-way it's no disqualification because can't disqualify a guy, right? But you know, it's wrestling. Um, I'm sure you saw clips. Um, obviously, the the biggest news coming out of it is that them airing the Domino's pizza commercial after the pizza cutter spot during picture in picture. Yeah, yeah. So um, he was
1: still going during that commercial. Domino's not happy about it. Domino's threatening to pull their ads from it. And it, I get the irony and I get the funniness from it, but people got to look at it from Domino's perspective. Yeah, if you're if you're a pizza company, you don't want uh, blood on your pizza cutter, you know, as no. as the thing that people think about when they think about your pizza.
0: Well, and I've and I've heard WWE before say that they try not to use like simple household items as weapons, just in the right. sense of like, you know, yeah, a pizza cutter, for instance. That you don't want to s- use
1: a chef's knife. Yeah, well, that doesn't <laughs> seem dangerous until you
0: see a guy do it, and you're like, oh my god, you know, yeah. it's so barbaric. I mean, it's worked obviously, but yeah. still, yeah. Um. What do you? I mean, I know you're not a fan of this stuff, but... I'm not a fan of Nick Gage. Just not a fan of the guy? No. No. I mean, <laughs> I'm not really either, goofball. but... I just... I don't know. Like I, I look at it... I try to look at it as clearly as I can in the sense of like, is this a good move? Because legitimately, if you're a casual fan, you've never seen light tubes sure. on television.
1: But if you're a casual fan... You probably don't care to see light tubes on television.
0: Yeah, probably. I mean, or a pizza cutter slicing somebody's forehead open. But at the same time, like you can't bring out Nick Gage and him just do like trash can lids, right? Because, because he, he probably can't wrestle. Well, but that's what he's known for. <laughs> right. You know what I mean? Like it would be, it would, it would make sense to not have him do crazy stuff because that's what he does. Right. Uh, but yeah, I just I.
1: I, I get I get the fandom behind him because he's so insane. Same reason why people like the butcher. Yeah. You know, not a big fan of the butcher. Like Abdullah. No, the 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 white dude who's bald nuts had that huge fight with Samojo years ago.
0: Oh, Necro Butcher. Yes, yes.
1: Um, and I'm not a huge fan of that guy either. But I get the appeal behind those guys. But you have to enjoy that shtick yeah you know i don't
0: and well we're also looking at it like i think if if you go to a death match show you know what you're getting right this wasn't really like i don't know if that goes well for mainstream in the sense of like for me if i'm taking my nephew to wrestling mm-hmm. i kind of want to know what i'm watching yeah ahead of time that way it's like i know that like if they start bringing out glass and weird shit like that, I might be like, okay, okay let's go. That's yeah. too much. You know, like, yeah. so you need to have that. And, and they may have had that, like, hey, this is going to be pretty vi viol- I don't know. But
1: I would like to think that before the show started or maybe during the commercial break before the match, Tony Khan or somebody high up came out and was like, guys, this is going to be rough. If, you know, you want to take your kids home, we understand. Yeah. You know, I would like to think that they came out and said that, but not, who knows?
0: I did think it was hilarious that afterwards they announced that his opponent next week will be Hooventude. Because that's amazing to me. It's really going to be Hooventude? Yeah. Why? It's the labors of Jericho. I know, but why Hooventude? Because he's held a grudge all these years because he took his mask off. (laughs) (laughs) That's incredible. Yeah. I mean, that's dumb, but that's incredible. I I thought it was a fun... Idea. I was like, that's that's unique. Yeah. Because I I would love Jericho to bust out the uh, the tights that had Hoovy's mask and said a thousand and four on the ass. Like that's amazing. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, And honestly, like that. Good for Hooven too. That might land him a job if he can still go. Who knows? Yeah.
1: I mean, I I always liked Hooven too back in the WCW days. I did too. I mean, he was always a good looking guy. I always felt like he could probably be a star if they would have allowed it.
0: Yeah, I think so too. I think I always felt like he was right up there with Rey Mysterio as far as talent wise, but he just never got the superstardom. Yeah, you know. Uh, speaking of Nick Gage, he had his death match with Matt Cardona at GCW. I'm sure this is controversial to some, but I wanted to touch on this because um, Cardona goes in. Th- they set this angle up pretty well. Sure. I felt like they we, thought
1: it was supposed to be like looking like Dean Ambrose when he originally showed up. And
0: then and then Nick Gage crashes their major pod live mm-hmm. show, which I thought was great. And then they do the match, and then Matt Cardona wins, which I think is because GCW is such a hardcore type yeah. death match. You know promotion that Zack Ryder wins their title. That's hilarious to me. Yes, the, what's funny though is I've been seeing a lot of tweets of like Nick Gage is gonna kill you, he's gonna slice you up, and like it makes me wonder. I'm like, are we in on the joke? Like, as a society, do we not get that this is still a wrestling show, bro? They're just having fun, bro. <laughs> Isn't that weird though? They're just having fun with the wrestlers. Like, he busts like at the finish, you know, Cardona busts him with some light tubes, and then he hits him with the uh the rough rider, he calls it something else now, but it's like you pinned him with your WWE finish. Right. I mean, this is a show obviously. And and to me, that's a great idea. Like, and he wore all white. So when he was all bloody, it looked like gross, Yeah, smart move, but like it shows fans just pelting him with garbage. Yeah. And then you, if you see it, like someone actually threw a, a pizza cutter at him. Yeah. Like, holy shit. Yeah. Like what the hell is wrong with people?
1: Yeah. People are just, uh, Take this shit too seriously. I mean, we see it on Twitter every day, and and we saw it in that video clip. I mean, I I understood a little bit better in the '90s because we th- we all thought it was a work, but we weren't sure. And so I get like you know Hogan, Nash, and Hall, like they always got trash thrown at them and stuff like that. But like 2021, if you're still throwing crap at wrestlers, it's a
0: little weird. Yeah, but still, it's. Plastic bottle or a paper cup, right? That's one thing, right? You know, a pizza not, cutter, a little different, yeah. <laughs> I, just, I thought that was very interesting. I was yeah, like, yes, wow, okay, different, different world, I guess. Yep. Um, AEW also does some interesting thing. They announced that the winner of the uh, U, uh, IWGP United States Title match between Lance Archer and I'm not sure the guy's name, but he's Haku's son. He's a big dude. Yeah, he is a big dude. The winner re- wrestles Tanahashi, and they announced it on Dynamite. I thought. Oh shit, Tanahashi's coming to AEW. Mm No, the match is taking place in Japan. Yeah. That's disappointing to me. A little bit. Like, why would you? I mean, I get it's like, okay, we're trying to help each other out. We're having a new Japan title defended in the AEW. That's that's good for business, but now we're promoting a match in Japan. Yeah. I mean, if that leads to future dynamite appearances of Tanahashi or pay per view appearances of Tanahashi, I'm all for that. Yeah. Does that seem odd to you?
1: Uh, It seems a little weird that they would promote it on AEW, but I mean, again, maybe it's that crossover. They're trying to get more eyes on New Japan. Mm -hmm. Uh, The thing that I find the most interesting is how heavy they have featured New Japan stuff ever since the rumors came out about WWE trying to work with New Japan. Oh, yeah. Like, they really, like put their foot on the throttle with new Japan stuff, defending the titles and everything on AEW television. Like once that came out
0: again, I think that's a, I think that's a WWE. Like we're just working them. Yeah. Yeah. You know, like trying to drown them. Yeah. I, and I really, I think that to, to such a large degree because I'm like all WWE has has to get out there in the dirt sheets. Hey, we might, we work with new Japan. There's been no evidence of that at all. They
1: just brought it. They just said it.
0: It was just a rumored thing. And all of a sudden, like you said, Bam. Tony Khan makes a video yeah, about
1: he, it. Yeah. He like a freaking coked out video. Yeah. Like, You're not working with him. We're working with him,
0: pal. Yeah.
1: Like just absolutely insane. And uh, yeah, just fun stuff.
0: It's interesting though, right? Like how, yeah. and that could be just WWE having more experience and, and, and being like, I can big. just imagine Vince being like, got him! got up, that <laughs> son of a bitch. Yeah. <laughs> It wouldn't shock me, honestly, and, and I I think in a couple of years there's going to be the never ending saga of AEW and WWE will keep this podcast going for as long as we want to, <laughs> as long as these companies exist, because there's always going to be that back and forth, yeah. And
1: and it's and it's it's so funny because it's so much more on AEW side than it is WWE side. Well,
0: because Vince just saying like I don't really consider them competition. Maybe we can give them more talent, more or less, right? Right. Like you know, Tony Khan's just fuming. <laughs> That probably pissed him off so bad. Strowman. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Come on and, over. Yeah. We'll give you whatever
1: you want. But it feeds right into what Vince wanted. And yeah. and then I guarantee you being the elite's gonna do a whole episode on on that one comment. Yeah. And it just it's just so funny. And in WWE, honestly, like if you really look at it, AEW is the only one really keeping this feud alive. Yeah. Like WWE, they never really say anything on their product. They're, like you never hear anything about AEW on their programming. Uh, Vince mentioning that was first time I've ever heard him mention it. And he was just answering all. a question, right? And you never hear Triple H talking about it. I mean, it's rare that anybody on WWE side mention anything. It's only the fans bickering back and forth. And every now and then, you just see these little pieces from AEW, like like well, we don't have the performance center. This is our performance center. Things like that, and just little little tidbits of like stirring the pot a little bit and it keeps the fans riled up. It's just, Mm -hmm. it's it's,
0: which I mean, that's not really true because Cody Rhodes has a wrestling school and Dustin Rhodes has a wrestling school. Right. I mean, yeah, they don't have a performance center in that regard. They don't have the NXT show. Yeah. But a lot of their talent that they're bringing up are guys from those schools. It's not like, well, the whole nightmare family, weren't they, weren't they from those schools? yeah. Yeah. I mean, and like QT Marshall's like, I think Cody's head trainer. Right. I mean, so it's not like it's, They're not doing it. I don't know. It's just strange to me. Kind of dumb. Um, we got some movie talk. What do you say we dive into it? Let's do it. This is Break Your Red Bane Up At The Movies,
1: This is breakup and Red Up At The Movies, All right, fellas. Go ahead and take it from here.
0: What you got now? Well, big underscore band, I've got a topic that I think is going to get you riled up. Is it going to get me riled up, there, breaker? I think so. Uh, so, uh, reports are now coming in that Char- Scarlett Johansson is suing Disney mm-hmm. over the release of Black Widow coming to theaters and to Disney Plus when her contract stated it was only in theaters. Yeah. Um. I mentioned this to you last night because I don't even know if you had heard it or not yet. What are your mm-hmm. thoughts on that in general? So I had to
1: look it up after you told me about that because I was like, okay, what is she pissed about? Is she pissed Because it was about supposed
0: it? to be only in theaters. Right.
1: And I wasn't sure if it was that or maybe she was pissed that it went to theaters and it was only supposed to be streaming. But I was like, that wouldn't really make sense. Mm. Uh, when I when I found out that officially like, she was pissed off because it was also on Disney+, Plus, I was like, well… Not that it's going to hurt her pocketbook, but I guess I'm just going to wait till this is free on Disney Plus mm. because I have no intention of supporting her because that's bullshit. I mean, yeah, things are looking up. I'm fully vaccinated. I mean, like, I know a lot of people are getting fully vaccinated. I know things are pretty much open in Oklahoma, but COVID hasn't gone away and there are still a lot of cases happening daily. So we're still pretty much in the middle of a pandemic. And it's pretty shitty of her to be that selfish that she would want only the theatrical releases. Is my personal opinion on that. So she, she can fuck herself.
0: It's a very weird. It's a weird, very weird thought because it's like they released it both ways, yes, and it still made money, yes. Disney, and I guess her representatives were upset that Disney released her, um, her pay, which mm-hmm. was like twenty million or something. So it's on like. It wasn't like she was hurting for money.
1: Yeah, but they can't be pissed at that. You can find that out
0: about any movie about anybody. Right. That's not a big secret. I did read one thing, which I was like, okay, I get that. But I would have to think things would have to be looked at differently in this regard. And what I had read is they say sometimes a star's next payday is based upon box office performance. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, okay, I get that. But we are also having to We would have to view that differently. Cause it, what did it make like 80 million in the box office and like 60 million on Disney plus or something the first weekend, first weekend. And I guess it dipped off dramatically after that. Sure. And then I get that completely, but it's like still made a bunch of money. And like, I would assume most people would, excuse me, just combine those numbers. Here's the thing too, though. It's a movie
1: about black widow. Like it's not, it's a, Black Widow
0: is a secondary character. Oh, it was a thank you for being in all the other films. Yes. Giving her an origin story. That's all yes. it was. It's not that
1: for for her to be that up in arms about it is just wild to me. I mean, because it's
0: it it's got to have something to do with the fact that they're doing these these Disney streaming shows. Yeah. that are exclusive to Disney Plus. And movies, which yeah. are going to theaters, then eventually coming to Disney Plus. Mm-hmm. There's got to be something in there that maybe not is apparent, but but imagine I, if Emma Stone threw a big fit about this,
1: right? Because Cruella just came out a month or two ago, like right. she didn't throw a fit. And it was the same way, right? Yeah. And it's, so it's
0: Jungle Cruise, right? It's yeah. You think The Rock's going to throw a bitch fit about this? No. It's to me. I think this is better than them just putting it on streaming like they have been doing. Right. It's in both it's in both yeah. environments.
1: Think about think about everybody in 2020 who went without theatrical releases and was yeah. like, well, we can either sell this mo- this movie until everything's open back up or we can go ahead and release it for yeah. 29.99
0: to rent instead of 19.99 to buy. Right. I mean, it And from what I understand, and I could be wrong, I think if you buy it now for the 29.99, you get it the whole time you have Disney Plus. Probably. So it's like okay, I get it. That's yeah. not really like that bad of a deal, but yeah. Because I, you know, I was looking at going to a theater cuz I haven't been obviously in well over a year and hell a lot of the theaters here locally weren't even open except the weekends. Yeah. So it's like okay, like I want to go on like a matinee when I'm off work or something. Right, but you can't do it. Can't do it. I guess they're starting to open up a little bit more now, but I mean, you've brought it up before too, man, like how how expensive freaking popcorn is. Yeah. I just don't want to go. Right. And and so it's a weird thing to have a lawsuit over, I guess. Mm-hmm. And maybe she wasn't told beforehand, but I mean, like Jim Carrey was in Sonic the Hedgehog. That was yeah. released digitally. Yeah, um, There was a bunch of other movies around that time that were released. Mortal Kombat was released on freaking HBO, HBO Max. Max. That was free for everybody.
1: There was quite a few movies that just got strictly released on HBO Max. for For one month. Uh, Godzilla. And well, Kong. yeah, for 30, 30 days, then it'd go away, and then it'd come on, uh, H, or it'd come on the like voodoo and stuff like that.
0: I have heard the the issue with with the Disney Plus thought is you're not getting people to buy it twice. You're not going to get them to buy a movie ticket and then buy it on video or whatever. Even though Disney Plus would technically be free because you have a subscription, but. <laughs> That's the, and that's the
1: dumb thing about it because look, it has every Marvel movie on there. Yeah. It was going to go to Disney Plus no matter what. Right. This isn't like ten years ago when we didn't have a thousand streaming services with everything on it. Right. You know, and so it's just it's just kind of dumb logic to sue them over something that was going to happen anyway.
0: It's a very weird. It's a very weird lawsuit. Like that mm. was one that got me. I was like, oh, okay, and maybe it is a breach of contract, but. I don't know, but
1: again, you're bitching about making twenty million. Yeah,
0: it's a lot of money. Yeah, a lot of money. Yeah. So anyway, uh, Black Widow's available. on It's still on Disney Plus too for the yeah. same price. I don't think anything's changed, but
1: yeah, I am. And I'm, I, I told the wife about it, and I get it. Like that's not going to hurt her. Me not buying it, but right. like just as a principle thing, because yeah. I think it's really shitty. It's a shitty like, move. I, I'm just going to be like, well, I'm going to wait until it's it's free. Yeah, and then I'll check it out. I'm not a big Scarlett Johansson fan anyway. Well, it's, what's four months maybe? Right. I mean, probably won't be that long. It doesn't bother me to wait on this movie because I don't think she's that
0: incredible. Right. So, Hell, it's been over a year before it was was supposed to be released in 2020. Right. So, I don't know. Very strange. Uh, We got a little bit of toy talk here. What do you say we dive into it? Let's do it. Here we go. Open the box. It's
1: the part of the show. We'll break your pain. Do a bit of toy talk. Here we
0: go. Open the box. It's the part of the show. we we'll break your remain. Do a bit of toy talk. So this is just announced this week. AEW has officially announced a partnership with Upper Deck for trading cards. They're getting some Upper Deckers, huh? <laughs> um, cards are huge right now. I've never been like, oh, I gotta go buy them, but that's kind of fun, right? I mean, yeah, AEW getting trading cards, I think it's a good idea.
1: I, absolutely, it is. I think it's a very smart idea. I mean, especially when WWE's had them for so long. Yeah, I, I think it. I think it is. And um, I don't know who WWE's partnered with on their trading I
0: cards. I think they're tops.
1: Are they tops? I think Upper Deck is cool because I have a lot of old baseball and football cards with Upper Deck on there, so I think that's that's great.
0: Do you ever have a favorite brand of cards? Uh, well, Upper Deck is
1: the one that I know of. For the most part. Mainly because I think they were the most of the baseball cards, if I'm not mistaken.
0: I had a lot of Tops, and then I had some Fleer. Ooh, I forgot about Fleer, yeah. There were some other lower-end companies, but...
1: Upper Deck is the main one I
0: remember growing up. I re- well, let's talk about card collecting a little bit because we've. I don't think me and you are huge into cards, but I I was when I was younger. I but liked them as, as a kid. Yeah, the, I was more like comic book collecting cards though. See, and I wish those would make a comeback. Me too. That would be badass. Yes. But um, I remember they used to make sets that were baseball teams. Like you get the whole Atlanta Braves yeah. set, yeah. and I I remember having some Upper Deck sets of those, and I thought mm-hmm. those were super cool. Yeah. But yeah, card collecting is is interesting how it's become such a such a thing. But I don't think people are collecting now the way they were then. Then it was just get a, getting getting as many as you could and putting them in binders, right? Yeah, that it.
1: Especially for me because I liked I had my favorite teams mm-hmm. with sports, but like I didn't I didn't follow sports that much, right? And so I I didn't I didn't know who most of the guys were. Like I had a Troy Aitman card. I knew who Troy Aitman was, but mm-hmm. like didn't really know much about him. I have like. I have like a whole um, case of – it's like a almost like a poster, but it's like hard shell glass cases of different cards you can put in there. And I have – it's completely filled with guys I've never even heard of. Yeah. And I'm like, I must have just thought these cards looked cool or something like sure. that.
0: Well, I remember the very first cards I remember getting were tops. Yeah. So that's kind of what always has resonated with me. But I remember Upper Deck and I remember Fleer. Yeah. Um, but to me it's weird that as as hot as cards have gotten that we haven't seen like a resurgence of comic cards to some degree.
1: Yeah, like the Marvel cards. I remember like the fact that you would get um collect those and then nine cards made one picture. Mm-hmm. Like on each sheet and I was like that's so damn genius, you yeah. know, and it's like how did they not continue this?
0: It's weird especially as hot as they've gotten. Yeah. And they and they may still make them, they're just not big. I don't see them
1: in stores. I don't either. So I mean, right. I see Pokemon and and I see, you know, Magic the Gathering and things like that, but I don't it's, see... That's
0: not the same, though. That's a game.
1: Yeah. But that's what I'm saying. Like, I don't see just collecting, you know, Marvel collecting cards or DC collector cards. I mean, I don't see stuff like that anymore. Yeah. I did used to have some WCW
0: collector cards, though, back I in the had day. I had some of those, too. I don't remember what brand they were. I don't, I don't remember what those were, either. The ones that kind of had, like, the confetti look on the sides? Yeah, yeah. yeah. That, those were Yeah. Those were great. I remember buying a whole box of those at KB Toys for, like, three bucks. Yeah. Like Sting and Arn Anderson and Flair and guys like that.
1: My favorite part would be not necessarily with the WCW cards, but just getting cards in general. Would be that like really crappy piece of bubble gum. Oh they'd God! Get in there, it was like hard as a rock.
0: Dude, it was and it, like it wouldn't. It was like pieces,
1: and it it was never even wrapped inside there. You know, it was just like loose in the in the package. Which oh is gross! Weird. Yeah, but we ate it up.
0: Yeah, we did. We <laughs> ate it up. Even funnier story. Um, I. Years ago, we were in high school. In fact, and I don't know if you remember this. Vintage Stock used to sell old cards. Yes. Of just random stuff, and I and I remember bought a set of couple of different cards of like Image Comics or something. Mm -hmm. And uh, it was with our buddy Casey Cole, and it came with gum. The two Mm -hmm. packs I bought came with gum, and he's like, "I dare you to try it." (laughs) And to keep in mind, it wasn't good when it was new. Did you try it? I did, and he tried the other piece, and it was awful. Like, I don't think we, we just had to spit it out. We are like, yeah. okay, that's horrible. Yeah.
1: Y'all are braver than I am.
0: I wouldn't have done it. Yeah, it was pretty bad. It, but it's, yeah, what a weird thing to include in a pack of baseball cards.
1: Yeah, I know. It's it's bizarre. And then you, I, speaking of gum and baseball, the big league chew. I mean, that was yeah. that was
0: always fun. Dude, yeah, that was good, though. I liked big league chew. Yeah, but it only lasted for like
1: 10 seconds, and then you just have this big wad of gum in your mouth that you can can't hardly bite down on.
0: As a kid, I had no idea that that was supposed to mimic tobacco. Oh, yeah, I know. Well, then also, like, remember the shredded beef jerky in the can? Yeah. I still like that. And <laughs> <laughs> what, was, what was cool is it had the baseball card in the bottom, the circular card. Yes, yeah. Oh, God, those were so cool. Yeah, those were awesome. I remember I, I kept a can because I'd always get them at a baseball game. Mm-hmm. And then and I kept the card in there, and every time I got a new card, I'd put it in the can. Yeah. And so I'd have a collection of those circular cards, which was super fun. That's awesome.
1: Do they still make that stuff? They still make the shredded beef jerky. I don't know if it comes with a card. I haven't
0: bought it in years. I haven't either. That's, but, that's wild. Yeah. Fun stuff, though. I think... Card collecting is a is a fun hobby. I know a lot of guys are really getting into it now and yeah, well, stuff.
1: And the cool thing about it, like I don't know what I wouldn't even know where to begin as far as like what's the, what you should buy to like flip it and make money off of it. But like, I I think the the concept behind just having like it's such an easy hobby to do because like you have a stack of probably like twenty cards sitting right here and it doesn't take up any room
0: yeah that's amazing i mean these are jason wolf's cards right but yeah but i mean yeah right. exactly i mean it's super fun you know it's, a, it's yeah. a fun idea in fact he should make more of those now the cards are so hot absolutely he should um no i i agree completely and you know having to me that was such a fun thing of that one section in walmart because there was all those different types of cards yeah and just getting to see all of them and yeah, yeah. it was great fun absolutely. stuff we got some phpw talk Why do you say we dive into it Let's dive into it, Breaker. Um, corruption is the name of the game. Uh, corruption is not the
1: name of the game. Uh, creativity is the name of the game. That's Breaker. That's not what it is. Because it's
0: corruption. We had temper tantrums.
1: An unfortunate, yeah, you threw you throw, threw a temper you tantrum. did throw a big temper tantrum, and we'll get to that here in a little bit. But we started off the night with a very unfortunate incident. And that unfortunate incident... It was you orchestrating an attack on Mike the Cleaner. Nope. It was Mike the Cleaner, unfortunately, getting attacked from behind by two masked men who we have no
0: idea who they are. And so the boss of the company, you have random masked vigilantes breaking into your building. Nice work. The doors are open, Breaker. How else are we going to get in and out? Um, Higher security. We have security. Not Mike the Cleaner. I, like we have security, but how did they get past them?
1: I, have you ever watched a wrestling program? Security sucks in pro wrestling. Well, I'll give you that one. I mean, it, they're terrible. You just can't, you can't hire a good security in pro wrestling. I'll give you that one. So Mike the Cleaner unfortunately got attacked. At first, we didn't realize the uh, you know we thought he was going to be okay. We get to match one. Match one was supposed to be Ethan Chambers. Defending his championship against the American Ace. Here's where things get interesting. Ethan Chambers was bragging on Twitter about how he was going to lay down for the American Ace. How Bill Beanus was going to be the new gatekeeper champion. I wasn't going to allow that breaker. I want fair fights. I want actual <laughs> fights in PHPW. And if you can't have
0: that, by God, you'll hire people to take people out and so you can get what I you didn't, want. I didn't
1: hire anybody. But I did ask GBM to be the special enforcer of that match to make sure Ethan Chambers defended his title. Well, he misunderstood me and thought I told him to beat the crap out of Bill Benis and take his spot. Oh, yeah. Huge misunderstanding. I did allow it. Of course you did. And Ethan Chambers was so angry that he did defend his title successfully. And Ethan Chambers is still the gatekeeper champion,
0: Ethan Chambers, is a hell of a champion, and it was a great match. And GBM, I, I'm not gonna knock you for taking advantage of an opportunity, but you got to watch your corrupt boss when he asks you to do um, underlying tactics.
1: Like you're that. doing, you're doing good, GBM. We'll we'll get you taken care of. Don't you worry. Then, shortly after that match, we cut backstage again, and one of those damned masked men. Threw Mike the Cleaner off of our 18-wheeler.
0: Unbelievable. Uh, Do we have an update on Mike the Cleaner's health? I I haven't been told
1: whether or not he's broken any bones. I mean, that was a long fall. Well, yeah. But I haven't been told if any bones are broken. I I don't know. I'm hearing that he's okay, but he can't be wrestling this week. Well, of course not. He he needs
0: some time off right? because his boss tried to take him out because he's corrupt. I didn't try to take it. Here's the thing. Mike the
1: Cleaner. When you listen to this, I want you to know you are absolutely 100% still the number 1 contender.
0: As he should be. As he is.
1: So at, we're going to rectify this, and at our next pay-per-view event, which we'll announce shortly, you will be facing the champion. Then, Breaker, I wanted to bring this up because we have seen the implosion of high-level enterprise over the past couple of months.
0: They were a great tag team, former tag team champions, in fact, but uh, sometimes uh, friends become enemies. Well, they had an
1: incredible match, but during this match, John Webb suffered an injury. He did. And it looks like he's gonna be out for the next couple of months.
0: We definitely wish him a speedy recovery. Obviously, as we know, this is not ballet, injuries happen, mm-hmm. and uh, you know, hopefully John Webb is uh is back and better than ever.
1: Absolutely he is. I'd like to see the hybrid ace back inside the ring sooner than later. We also had and I gotta to touch on this because I this is a match. That I never thought we'd see in PHPW, and that is a chicken coop match.
0: It was quite the structure. Uh, we saw the Die Hard Championship defended for the first time ever in that chicken coop match, and it was uh, it was something else.
1: It was absolutely incredible to see that those two men just brought the heat during that uh, that that entire match. So I really dug it. If you haven't seen it yet, you need to go back and watch that incredible match. Absolutely. Um, and then, of course, back to the situation with Mike the Cleaner, and this is where things kind of get off between me and you, Breaker, because because you lied. We needed. I didn't lie. We needed a main event. We couldn't just get tier one. I'm with you there. The
0: night off. I'm with you there. But how convenient that all these top tier players weren't booked on the card, and the guy in the main event happened to get taken out. Let me ask you a question, Breaker. Is the Undertaker on every pay per view?
1: Was no. he on the never pay-per-view? I mean, of course no, not. Exactly. But when he, was, when he was young and healthy, he was. Sometimes top-tier talent doesn't get booked. You're really putting that card subject to change to test, aren't card you? Card subject to change. is at the bottom of every single flyer. And so, because of the fact that Mike the Klinger was unable to compete, we had to think of a way for Tier 1 to defend his championship in a way that would send the fans home happy. Send the boss home happy.
0: It's all about the boss. Send it's all you about home the
1: happy. fans. It's just a byproduct of the boss. If the fans are happy, the
0: boss is happy. And the fans went home happy. What about when the boys aren't happy? We, Does that make the boss happy? Because I'm hearing some the, dissension. The boys are happy when they get a paycheck that
1: clears at the end of the week. Oh, That's sure. when the boys are happy, Breaker. And the paychecks have been clearing. Have they not? No, they have. Thank you very much. I decided the best route to go would be an open challenge ladder match for the PHPW heavyweight championship. Tier 1 Travis Fowler defending his title against seven other superstars. Who the only the only rule of this match was that you couldn't have been booked on the card earlier tonight. Exactly. That this was your one and only opportunity to bypass the gatekeeper division. If you have not uh, successfully you know, earned the gatekeeper championship, this was your only opportunity to bypass that. So in this match, we saw some former champions. We saw Jordan Zeilinger. We saw Drew Vintzel show up in this match. Drew Vincel, he wants to be Drewry two-time. Absolutely. He wants to be the first-ever two-time PHPW champion. Jordan Zion, let's not count him out, first-ever PHPW champion. Exactly. Then we saw the Soda Hunter show up.
0: Absolutely. He's
1: a former gatekeeper champion. Absolutely, he is. Uh, we saw Elvis Aliaga. Now, he's a guy who the only other option to bypass the gatekeeper championship is to win the Resolution Royale. And he did. He's the first-ever winner of the Resolution Royale. And so... He had an opportunity. Then we saw Eric Brown of doing the favor, tag team specialist. Absolutely answering and, the call. Good for him. Then we saw Scott Tune, another fully tag team possible. specialist. And then I thought maybe there was somebody else in the back that maybe wanted to show up, but uh, Bill Benis came out. Oh, Bill Venus! He was booked earlier tonight. He shouldn't have been there, but apparently. He got around it thanks to you because it was the American Ace, not Bill Venus. Well,
0: well why are you saying I'm to blame for that? You, you, you said you set it up. You said you okayed it. Well, it's you are the one that let him be the American Ace. You're the reason he's even here, correct? I am contractually obliged for
1: him to be here, but the fact of the matter, and
0: his crew, you don't like him. I don't like him, and you
1: you dislike me enough as boss that you would put somebody you hate in a title match. Yes, that's
0: despicable, Breaker. That's not despicable. It is what it is. You're really throwing away that throwing around that forty nine percent. I am a 49 percent owner, and I'm glad you mentioned that because uh, even though I can't make the decisions you can make because of that 50 percent ownership that you have a PHPW, I'm still a boss and I can still make decisions. and every time you make a despicable decision, as you said, I will be right there to make an equally despicable decision.) <laughs> <laughs> and that's-
1: Oh, God, I don't know why that popped me so much. Oh, man. Oh, shit. Uh,
0: Well, I can tell you that absolutely was a despicable decision-breaker. I'm not going to deny that, but but here's the thing. You got me emotionally distressed, Big Underscore Bane, because I was so excited for this main event. I felt like this was the main event of main events. Mm -hmm. Mike the Cleaner. Travis Fowler. They're my guys. Yeah. They're, they're guys yeah. I want to see at the top of the card. Mike the Cleaner earned that match. Travis Fowler has been the longest reigning PHPW champion of all time. Yeah, He's earned that spot. He's Tier 1. Tier 1 is ready, and I was ready to see it. And because of your decisions and your actions, you caused that to not happen. Yeah, and you know what else I did cause to happen? A brand new champion breaker.
1: Unfortunately, you are correct. And then we had a brand new champion. And then what happened? What happened after
0: we crowned a brand new champion? I was uh, I was pissed. You were pissed. And I stormed off. And I will like to publicly apologize to everyone involved except you uh, if my actions uh, have upset you. That was unprofessional. I have my job as a broadcast journalist to do, and I failed to do that. And I will make sure from now on I do not let... My personal emotions affect my job. I still don't like you and your um, corruption. Yeah, well,
1: uh, folks, you may not like what I do, but let me, let me tell you what I've never done. I've never stormed off in the middle of a broadcast. Okay? I've never been like, mm, this is too hard.
0: I'm going to go. Hang your hat on that one. Yeah. Like, I've only taken people out with masked men. I didn't do that, Breaker. I, I believe you to be responsible. Wow, and, and here's all I'm saying. I've, I've, I've spoken to Tier 1, and um, I, you know, I told him, I was like, hey, man, this is not the end. This is just the beginning. Once again, you will climb that mountaintop. And Tier 1 is going to, you know, he's, he, he's a little banged up from that match. but Who isn't? Right. But I'm just saying that we're going to see a, a, a completely different landscape in PHPW. But I'm still 49% owner. Mm-hmm. And if you think I'm going away, you are wrong. Well, I'm 1% ahead of you, pal. You are. But personal feelings aside, we have a huge event coming up in August, and yes, I think we, we sh- I think we should announce that now.
1: Absolutely we should. That event coming up in August.
0: Third degree sunburns. It's going to be quite an event. Do we have a date
1: yet? Let me pull up the date right now. I don't have it memorized, but I can absolutely pull it up now. It is going to be August twenty seventh. No, nope,
0: August twenty eighth. Pardon me, twenty eight. I am. I am looking. I am looking forward to it. We're, I don't. I think we're gonna wait till next week to start announcing some matches. Yes, but it's gonna be and a great event. It'll be streaming live on YouTube. August twenty eighth. Be there. It's gonna be quite an event. And if you have not watched Star Spangled Beatings, new champions are crowned. A lot took place on that show. It was a very busy show. It and I, I, I must say, an outsider looking in, a completely different landscape for PHPW. Yes, def, definitely a different feel than what we've had over the past several months, without a doubt. So With definitely out, check it out, without a doubt. But big underscore Bane, I think we need to dive into uh, some tournament action here. Absolutely, we are rapidly approaching the end of um, of our tournament and um, our, you know, semifinal match. I mean, yes, Bonesaw McGraw, Captain Insano. Let me make sure that's right here. I'm so far behind on this tournament, Grip. Before we, uh, no, it's our final match. Yeah, we're on our final match. It's our final match. Bonesaw McGraw, and Captain Insano. Before uh, tournament before you, finals.
1: Before you announce the winner, I want to I want to tell you what I think. Who the I think the winner is. I think hmm. it's Bonesaw. Am I right? You are correct. Hell yeah!
0: Hell yeah! I'm right. Nice work. Yeah, thanks. Um, It's a public tweet. I mean, you could have looked it up. I could have, but I didn't. Uh, 67% to 33%, Bonesaw McGraw is the best fictional pro wrestler. Yeah. The winner. Yeah. Good for him. I dig it. Yeah. Uh, Unlike tier one, Bonesaw was ready. That's kind of a cheap shot. But you are correct. Bonesaw was ready, and he wins our tournament. So the best fictional pro wrestling uh, superstar tournament is officially over, and that is... Your turn, big underscore bane, to pick our next tournament. You had an idea. Are you going to go with that or are you going to change it up? What are you thinking? I think I'm going to go with that because I didn't try to
1: think of another one. Uh, and that is the cringiest
0: WCW moments. Of all time. Of all time. There's been a lot of them. Been a lot. I have an idea mm-hmm. for this tournament. What if we don't announce what it is until that week? Like we don't even announce. Like what the moment is until it's up for vote. Because I think that will be really fun. Absolutely, yeah. Uh, Or off the top of your head, do you have any ideas that spring forward of like, ooh, that would be a good one? Because that
1: doesn't doesn't necessarily mean it'll make the tournament. But What made me think of this tournament was uh, Oklahoma. Yeah, yeah. I was like, that is hands down probably one of the most cringiest stories I've ever seen in professional wrestling. Like, what a shitty thing to do. Yeah. And so that 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 one incident made me think like this would be a good tournament. That was
0: horrendously bad. Yeah. Um, Viagra on a pole. Oh yeah, that was rough. Um, Judy Bagwell on a forklift. Yep. Rick Steiner having the promo with Chucky. Yeah, that was a that was a tough one. And that was brutal. Uh, the Yette.
1: Yep. Yep. Um, I you know I I feel like the Yeti could have could have been a fun character though you know. As silly as it was.
0: Yeah. I mean, it's, I guess that's not really cringy. It kind of depends on how you look yeah. at it. But there was a lot of... Uh, what about Eric Bischoff calling out Vince? That's a little cringy. It's it's cringy looking back. But, like, back in the day, I was like, oh, this is cool. Because <laughs> what if Vince showed up, you know? Um. There was a, the night of the finger poke of doom. I don't know if you remember that, but that's the night Goldberg got arrested. Oh, yeah. And... Um, like they had these sketches of him being detained by the police and they do the finger poke of doom a finger poke doom's a cringy moment. Oh, big time. Like that to me was like the moment WCW lost. I was yeah. just like, Oh, that's awful. Yep. One of the worst things ever. A lot of people think Goldberg getting hit with a stun gun was pretty cringy.
1: Yeah. I mean, WCW just never really knew what it was doing. No. And, and that's unfortunate because honestly, when Goldberg lost, that could have been one of the biggest moments of whoever beat him's career, you know? Like, to be mm-hmm. like, I pinned Goldberg. I was the first person to pin Goldberg.
0: Yeah. But they just really, really effed that one up. They did. There, there's a lot of cringy moments, uh, Flair having the fake heart attack on Nitro. And see,
1: I don't remember that one. You brought that up to him before.
0: Yeah, that one was just like, oh. They tried to bury Flair in the desert once because <laughs> he was too old.
1: Oh, the whole... Uh, Hogan going to the dungeon of doom.
0: Oh God! Yeah, yeah there's was, a whole maniacs here. Yeah,
1: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he touched the water and he's like,
0: "Ow, it's not hot." What the hell? God, so horrible. <laughs> that will, that actually might be hard to narrow it down to eight moments. Yeah, that was at least ten that we just spouted off there, the top of our head. There are a lot of bad ones. Yeah, there's definitely a lot of bad ones. So that will be our next tournament in a couple of weeks, probably. Yeah. Uh, anything else you want to add before we get out of here, man? Uh, Let's just plug it up. So we got to throw it out to the boys, the other podcasting bros, like the Fully Posable Wrestling Figure Podcast with Jeff and Scott over there. Uh, great podcast, uh, really fun guys to talk to. And Scott has another podcasting project, Drunk Wrestling History. Absolutely. They're not always right, but they are always drunk. Yes. We got Doing the Favor with Eric and Barry, you know. Eric Brown almost uh almost cashed in a huge opportunity, did he not? Dude, he he had a major opportunity at Star Spangled Beatings, um, coming in hot to uh capture that gold. Yes, he did. Um, so check out that show, doing a favor. It's a it's a great listen. The positively pro wrestling podcast is another fun one with Steve and Eric. I found out that that is not actually Steve on the on the AEW box. It's not? No, I messaged him He goes, Yeah, it's not actually me. And I was like, Damn it! I thought yeah. it was. I was like, "That's amazing." Yeah, I thought I thought they were just kidding when they said that, but that's that would have been cool. That would have been very very cool. Have you got that in yet? By the way, I have not. Apparently, there's just showing up in Targets. People have found an LJN Cody in Targets, and apparently, there's a Walmart exclusive happening with red with red paint. Yep, I saw that. Yeah, that's insane. Did you see the uh, scale next to an LJN? Mm-mm. Very very short. It's actually very similar to the uh, old San Francisco toy maker scale. Hmm. Like they put it next to a sting, you know, the old surfers thing that they yeah. made. They're very close in scale.
1: Oh, that's kind of a bummer. Yeah. Damn.
0: Well, and that's, I don't know. It's one of those weird things. Like when they made like the retros, it's like if they weren't the same size as the Hasbros, it would have been weird. Yeah. You know, it's like, you, that's why you make them like that. I don't know. Right. Yeah. Well, damn. So, yeah. The Ringside Rant with RJ, another great show. The Leisure and Lariats podcast with my buddy Ruthless Ryan Davidsons, another great listen. Boot to the Face, Tales from the Estate with our buddy Drew Vinsel and his wife, Caitlin. Yep. Another fun fun one to listen to. My podcast with uh, Jordan Zeilinger and his crew over there. Absolutely. It was a great one. Trivia with Buds with Ryan Buds. Howling with the Wolf with our buddy Jason Wolf, who put out a scathing review of Masters of the Universe Revelation. Did he? he yes, he did. And he actually brought up a lot of interesting points, which I was like, but he followed the story way more closely. Yeah with Kevin Smith being like, Oh no, this is what it is. And then it's not that. And it's like, well, why did you lie? You know, why right. I just say what it was, you know, right. He's also got some paranormal stuff, which is really fun. You gotta love that. Pulling up a chair with a chair shot and night of the nerdy laser podcast. I'm actually wearing your shirt right now. You sure de- are designed by the one and only Jason Wolf. So I dig it. Yeah. Very cool stuff. So a lot of other podcasts to check out. Uh, <coughs> if you like wrestling comic books, Uh, To Be the Man, Evil Ain't Good, Grapple Hold from our buddy David Thomas, and uh, Tales from Planet Wrestletopia. You can find those uh, on Amazon or Comixology. Yes. We have other podcasting projects like... You know it's fake, right? Every Monday with me uh, coming up. This last week we had Mike the Cleaner on, yeah, which was a super fun episode. A lot of people really enjoyed that. And uh, coming up this uh, this or tomorrow, as you hear this, is my buddy Gavin Dixon, a guy who uh, recently retired from pro wrestling. So okay. we kind of talk about the ins and outs of being in the pro wrestling business. It's a lot of fun, and he's got an amateur background too. If I'm he does yeah. amateur and in some MMA too. Yes, so he kind of talks about you know the wear and tear of pro wrestling. It's it's a fun conversation. Yeah, uh, and then of course. Uh, no Holds Barred with Bill Benes.
1: Yes, somebody who does not have an amateur background. He does not. Um, <laughs> that was, uh, that, that's interesting. You know, it's it's uh, it's one of those things where things just kind of start to run together with Bill. You know, you, you show up and you, you're kind of like, I'm, it's like that scene of The Office where Michael um, uh, has a little talking head really quick and he's just like, I'm dead inside. Mm-hmm. That's how I feel every single time I show up to No Holds Barred. Understandably, um, but um, it, it Bill's having a tough time right now. You know, things are not going so smoothly in his personal life, and I don't know. I, I don't even know what to say about it. He's yeah. just he's just uh, he's going through a rough spell, and and I frankly just don't care. But I try to muster through it. You know, cause yep. it's only twenty five minutes of my life a week. Understandably so. Yeah.
0: Oh, Bill Venus. Oh, Billy B. And then, of course, me and Travis Fowler's other show, the TB Toycast. In fact, uh, this coming this last week we had Marvel Secret Wars from the 80s, which is a fun toy line. And uh, episode uh, 15 will be coming up. We're talking about the first wave of Jack's Bone Crunching Action. Yeah. Remember those, I'm sure. Oh, yeah. Good stuff. All of Bane's tunes can be found on uh, Apple, Spotify, wherever you get your music.
1: Yes, and I wanted to bring this up. Um, a little side project I started called Dolly's Pardon.
0: I saw. Um, I saw that they were the official music of Star Spangles Beating.
1: Yes. So uh, if you if you didn't see that tweet, you uh, can go back and check that out. Uh, click on that. You can hear the the first tune. It is the official theme song of Star Spangled Beating. So check it out. It's a little side project I started just because I kind of miss doing the band stuff and doing the doing the rock music. So
0: is this a solo project I, uh, or is this uh, with a group?
1: No. It's just it's just me. I don't have a uh, I don't have anybody uh hanging out with me helping me out with it which uh if if i probably should have like because there are people who can play guitar way better than me and i uh-huh. can't play drums for shit <laughs> so um it's a uh, it's it's one of those things where i just i did what i could just to have fun with it just because i knew we needed some things theme songs and i was tired of using uh generic shit
0: you know. So is this Dolly Partons available everywhere or? it's not available everywhere yet. I,
1: I am still working on the other songs, um, but this one was done and I was like, yeah, hey, it's nice and fitting, you know, anyway. I so you. I went ahead and with that. Actually though, um John Webb's, if you guys heard John Webb's new theme song, that is an instrumental version of one of the songs that
0: is gonna be on it. So Oh nice. Um, cool stuff. Is this going to get an iTunes release?
1: Yeah, I'm probably going to release it on iTunes when it's, when it's ready to go. I'll uh, let everybody know. Cause I, I kind of took a break from working on my hip hop just because I kind of hit a wall, you know what yeah, I, mean? I mean? And so
0: I know you've been working on a new album for a while and yeah. just certain things probably weren't hitting like you wanted. Yeah.
1: And so I was like, I'm just going to take, a, take a little pause for the cause as old stone cold used to say. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and I, I decided to start working on this cause I, I enjoy this type of music. So
0: Absolutely. I think it's awesome, man. Yeah. Very cool stuff. So we'll have some updates, I'm sure once, once there's stuff to update there. Yeah. And then of course if you want to support us, patreon.com forward slash BBPH. Yep. You get the uh, energy shot once a week, which we just did a watch along on Chippendale Rescue Rangers. Amazing. Fantastic. Um, you're, there's a recent episode of Breaker Retro Gamer. There's going to be another episode of that very, very soon. Mm-hmm. So lots of cool stuff there, plus PHPW Adrenaline videos, everything else. So if you want to support us, that's the way to do it.
1: Yeah, and and I'll be honest. Uh, the way things are going with with uh, the pay-per-views on PHPW, if you're not subscribed to Patreon, you're missing out on a lot of storytelling with uh, Adrenaline.
0: Absolutely. You so are.
1: If, if you want to like understand what's, what's happening and why things are the
0: way they are, then, you know, subscribe to our Patreon. dude, a dollar a month gets you adrenaline. Absolutely. So check it out. Absolutely. And, uh, we used to do that on YouTube, but it kind of became a hard thing to try to produce every week. So, yeah.
1: And, and that was, that became a thing like between us trying to find time to commentate on all of that. Plus the pay-per-views, right. It was almost impossible to find the time. So I just kind of took over the reins, uh, and made adrenaline 100% me. And, uh, you and I just get together for the for the pay per views, but it
0: that seems to be a lot easier that way. Yeah, definitely. So definitely check that out on our Patreon, and of course if you have a beard, outsidersbeardco dot com. Absolutely, and I want to bring this up because I,
1: I kind of hyped it up uh, a few weeks ago, uh, right before the fourth. I was supposed to have two new scents up for the summertime and for the Fourth of July. I never put them up. I got really lazy and uh, didn't do it. So I, I am going to hold off on those scents. I mean, one of them was just strictly for summer, but and I know there's still a couple more months of summer, but I'm going to go ahead and hold off on those and save them for next year. And right now, I'm kind of uh, refocusing or reshifting my focus towards fall, mm-hmm. and that way I can kind of get ahead of the game a little bit, so to speak. So Absolutely. I've got um, I've got another ha- a secondary Halloween scent that I'm working on right now, and I'm going to try to get one that's just a uh, base fall scent. So very nice.
0: Get ready for some announcements, probably in about a month or so. Excellent. And yeah. then, of course, if you want to pick up our T-shirts, ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash Brian Breaker, BBPH.redbubble.com, watermaneuver.net. Search by store for Breaker and Bane's Power Hour, where you can get the uh, G.I. Joe design and the uh, Power Mowing Hour design. Yes. And then, of course, Big Bane has a shirt store there as well. In fact, I think it's about time... Uh, we got a new T-shirt from old Jason Wolf in the works. I've I, got an idea for the fall. I, I want to do. I think it'll be a lot of fun. I agree. And I wanted to bring this up to you because
1: I noticed uh, uh, Ant with his uh, game of wrestling.
0: Mm-hmm. He started releasing some T-shirts
1: of the characters. I kind of wonder if maybe we ought to look into that a little bit. I know with some of our guys, I'd like to. I'd like to figure it out. I mean, I don't necessarily want to do like Wada Maneuver, I don't think because I don't. I don't know how many of these would sell. Mm-hmm. But like Redbubble or something like that, and you know get like Mike the Cleaner tier one and stuff like that on there. And maybe, you know, cut Drew, Vinsel. Drew Vinsel as well. Maybe cut them in on the profits for it. And yeah,
0: well uh that, well let's throw it out to you guys. Cause we've kind of talked about this a little bit. So right. if you guys are interested in something like that, whether it's a 50% cut or whatever it might be, if you're interested, I'm down. Yes. If you guys are. Yeah. And I think
1: that's, I think that's something to look into again. Not that like, I mean our last pay-per-view got like 16 views on YouTube. You know what I mean? So like, it's not that we would sell a shit ton of merch, but right. like, but that, but I, it
0: might be something fun for you to own. I, I know right. for me, the T-shirts hasn't hasn't always been like a, ooh, let's make tons of money. It's right. more of a, it's a fun thing for us to have a merchandise. Absolutely, line. yeah. Um, we me and Travis are talking about doing our first TB Toycast shirt. Yeah, and and I kind of told him I was like, this isn't so much like we're gonna make tons of money. It's it's fun to have a shirt. It
1: yeah, you know. in your own collection and yeah. things like
0: that. Yeah. So that's kind of what uh, kind of what I'm thinking, but if you guys are into it we're we're definitely down. So uh, let us know uh, one way or another and we'll probably start reaching out and maybe maybe hit some designs up soon. For sure. All right, thank you guys for checking out Breaker and Bane's Power Hour. I'm Brian Breaker. I'm Bane. We will see you guys in 7 days. Peace easy. Yeah.
1: One more time. <laughs> It's good. It was really good.
0: Pretty good. Nah, that son of a bitch Eric Barker. You son of a bitch!
1: Can not now it?
0: Nailed it. Nailed it. Perfect. Put, put it on the internet.